So let's get started. So there are uh, several factors to consider. You've got how much you earn, so your self-employment income, your age, whether you participate in another retirement plan, like a 401k through a day job, the type of contribution, employee versus employer, pre-tax, Roth or voluntary after-tax. So all those go into how much you can contribute and will impact that calculation. So in terms of the first factor that I mentioned there, it want, that is you know, the self-employment income. So when your self-employed business is taxed as an S-corporation, your ability to make contributions is based on the W-2 wages that you receive from the S-corporation. You don't consider W-2 wages from other sources, like a day job. So, and then if you have multiple people participating, let's say husband and wife, you look at each person's W-2 wages from the self-employed business taxed as an S-corporation. Now, in terms of um, getting into that calculation, how much can I contribute? There's different types of contributions that you can make. One is an employee, another is an employer, because you know, in the words of the IRS, you're both the employee as well as the employer. And then within those types of contributions, you can make pre-tax contributions, you can make Roth contributions. So we're gonna start out with the more simple situation where you're just looking to make pre-tax contributions. You're trying to reduce your income now and make a pre-tax contribution. So looking first at the employee contribution limits, which are also referred to as salary deferrals, the limit is 100% of your W-2 wages from your self-employed business up to $19,000 for 2019, plus an additional $6,000 if you're 50 or older. Now you do need to reduce that by any any contributions made to another employer plan. For example, if you have a 401k plan through a day job, like a W-2 employer, where you, you, know, you just work there, if you max out the contribution to your day job plan, you're not gonna be able to make any more employee contributions to the solo 401k, because um, that employee limit is at the employee level. So you already used up that limit by making contributions to the 401k through your day job. Now, there is an exception. If the other plan is a 457 governmental plan, in that case, con those contributions are not aggregated. And I do note here that for 2020, the limit is going to be increased from 19,000 to 19,500 or 26,000 if you're age 50 or older. Please don't hesitate to ask questions. Okay, so the employer contributions. So that is also referred to as a profit sharing contribution. So employer contributions are always pre-tax contributions. And the limit there is 25% of your W-2 wages. Specifically, you're gonna use the amount reported in box one of the W-2, plus any pre-tax elected deferrals not in box one. So if you have $60,000 of W-2 wages that you make, but you make a, a pre-tax salary deferral or employee contribution of 19,000, you might have a box one that has 41,000 
And then box 12 of the W-2 has the 19,000. So in terms of calculating that 25% limit, you would take 41 plus the 19, and then 25% of that to determine how much you you could contribute as an employer contribution. So another thing to keep in mind here is that the aggregate contributions cannot exceed the overall limit, which for 2019 is 56,000 or 62,000 if you're 50 or older, and then it's gonna go up to 57 and 63.5 respectively for 2020. Keep in mind that contributions made to another employer plan through an unrelated employer like that day job 401k plan, uh, don't impact the ability to make employer contributions because the employer contribution limit is at the employer level. So if we're talking about unrelated employers, they don't have to know what employer contributions might've been made by some other unrelated employer to a plan. So even if you've maxed out the contributions to that day job plan, you put the 19,000 in, you can still make employer contributions to your solo 401k. Now the exception here is that if the contributions were made to a 403b plan, then you do have to aggregate. Okay, so now let's take it a little deeper. So here, let's talk about Roth contributions. So a Roth, there's different ways to make Roth contributions. Oh, great. Thank you. Uh, can you go back to the previous slide? I did have a question. This is Kanjal, by the way. Oh, yeah, sure. Thanks for joining. Sure. You see the previous slide now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay. the, the profit sharing contribution, right? Would that mm-hmm. be made to the pre-tax contribution? Because I think employer contributions can only made, be made to the pre-tax, right? Yeah, employer contributions are always pre-tax. So if you you know you said that you made nineteen thousand as a salary deferral, right? Yes. Um, so assuming in your example it was sixty thousand as the income on the W two, that means there is a fifteen thousand profit sharing contribution. Where would that go? Since you already made nineteen on the salary deferral. Right. So let's say let's. Let's presume that you don't have a W, you don't participate in a day job plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you put in $19,000 as an employee contribution. Mm-hmm. That was 19. Yeah. In addition to that, let's say you do that as a pre-tax contribution. So mm-hmm. you're putting that into your pre-tax solo 401k sub account. So you got 19,000 that went in as an employee contribution. Right. On top of that, you could do 25% uh, which 25% of 60 would be 15, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and you could make that as a pre-tax employer contribution into the same account. So at the end of the day, you got 19 plus 15. Okay, as the pre-tax. Mm-hmm. Okay, got it. Okay. Thank okay, you. great. Good question. So then we got a couple uh, chats here. Um, so in order to maximize the 57K, would the wages and pre-tax need to total 150? So here, I think the question there is, um, by 57K, I, I, I'm guessing we're talking about the 2020 limit, because for 2019, it's 56,000. But I, you, I understand the question, we're trying to get at the magic number. So, um, 
and let's assume we want to do that on a pre-tax basis. Let's assume that the individual is, um, so the question here is again, how do you get to say 57,000 for 2020? Let's assume that you don't make any contributions to a day job plan. Let's say you want to put in all the contributions on a pre-tax basis. So you would have to put in for 57,000, we're putting in 19,500 on a pre-tax basis um, as an employee contribution. So the difference between 19,500 and 57,000 is 37,500. So that implies that you would need to have $150,000 of W-2 wages to justify that contribution. So you, you, the person that asked that question is correct. So now we've got another question from the chat. It says, do you get the $6,000 catch up on both the profit sharing contribution and the employee contribution within the 62,000 total limit? Good question. The answer is no. So the $6,000 catch up, so that's for, that's $6,000 for 2019 for somebody that's 50 or older. So that is gonna be the employee contribution. It's not the employer. So if you, and you could be making that to that day job. So that's where we go back to the employee page here, right? So if you put in, uh, you know, 25,000, you know, 19 plus six to your day job plan. So because you're 50 or older, then you've already used that bucket up. Well, let's say you're 50 or older, you put in 19,000 to your day job. If you have the W-2 wages from your S corporation to justify, you could still put the $6,000 catch up in to the solo 401k and then make your employer contributions on top of that. Let me know if that doesn't uh, answer your question, the person that asked that question in the chat. Okay, good. So let's keep going here. So now we have, uh, we're on to Roth contributions. So here, the, um, the, the classic way to get money into the Roth, into a Roth solo 401k account is by making an employee contribution. So it's going to be the same limits that we just talked about, you know, 19 plus an additional six if you're 50 or older, assuming you've got that W-2 wages, you've got those W-2 wages to justify it. So that employ those employee contributions, unlike the employer, which are always pre-tax, the employee contributions could be made as a pre-tax contribution, they'd be made as a Roth contribution, or it could be made as a mixture. So you could have some of the money going into your pre-tax sub-account, some of the money going into your Roth account. And then as the slide notes here, Roth contributions must be deposited in a separate sub-account for each participant. So if it's a husband and wife situation, you got pre-tax money, you got Roth money, you're gonna have four sub-accounts, right? Pre-tax for the husband, Roth for the husband, pre-tax for the wife, Roth for the wife. Now on top of that, you can make voluntary after-tax contributions, you know, subject to the limits which we're about to go through. That's oftentimes referred to as a mega backdoor Roth. So, the contribution limit for voluntary after-tax contributions is higher. The contribution limit for voluntary after-tax contributions is what's here on the slide. It's the lesser of your self-employment compensation, which we know because we're an S corporation here, is the W-2 wages, and the overall limit, which is 56,000 for 2019, 57,000 for 2020. Reduced by any 
employer or employee contributions made to the solo, and you ignore catch-up contributions made to the solo. So note that that limit doesn't go up if you're 50 or older. It's also not impacted by any contributions made to another plan, like the day job plan, unless it's a 403B. And those voluntary after-tax contributions must be deposited in a separate sub-account for each participant. So that's a bit of a mouthful. So if you, know, if you have questions about that, we can go over it. Um, you may want to uh, go back and re-watch this on the recording and pause. Uh, but we can take those questions now or we can keep going. So yeah, we can give you a simple example. Good question. So from the chat there. So let's say that you have somebody whose goal is to maximize money going into the Roth. Let's say that this person doesn't participate in a day job plan. Let's say that this person is under 50 years old. Let's say that this person has $100,000 of W-2 wages. So let's go through it. So the, le the limit is gonna be the lesser of self-employment compensation and the overall limit. So self-employment compensation in our simple example here is 100 grand. The overall limit is 56, so the lesser of that is 56. Let's say that this person, again, is under 50. They put in $19,000 as an employee contribution and they did it on a Roth basis. So you would take 56, let's say they didn't make any employer contributions. They don't have to because again, their goal is not to put money into a pre-tax account. Their goal is to put it into a Roth account. So that 56,000 would be reduced by the $19,000 employee contribution. So in that situation, they would be able to make a $37,000 voluntary after-tax contribution, which would need to go into a separate voluntary after-tax sub-account. And then they could move it over from the voluntary after-tax account to the Roth account, so that at the end of the day, they would have $56,000 in the Roth. So, hopefully that is uh, helpful with that simple example. Okay, so let's keep going. So when is the deadline to make contributions? So the deadline is gonna be um, to make all types of contributions is the business tax return deadline. For S corporations, that's March 15th or September 15th if a timely tax return extension is filed. And this is clear, there's a lot of confusion out there, especially when you have a CPA that may be used to dealing with the deadlines that apply to 401k plans where you have non-owner employees. So with the solo 401k, and it's clear based on IRS publication 560, we have the, the document here in the slide. Um, that deadline is the tax return deadline. You know, as long as the plan was established by the end of the year for which the contribution is made. So if it was established by December 31st, 2019, you have up until March 15th or September 15th if a timely extension is filed to make the contribution. And that's for all types, voluntary after-tax, Roth, as well as pre-tax. All right, so how do I make the contributions? So you will make the, the check payable in the name of the solo 401k and write annual contribution on the memo section of the check. You could also uh, transfer the money electronically each participant deposits his or her contributions into separate sub-accounts. Like we've been talking about, if you might have 
multiple sub accounts, you've got multiple transfers for pre-tax, for Roth, for voluntary after-tax, et cetera. How do I report the contributions? So for pre-tax contributions, they're not included. Per, this is per the W-2 instructions. They're not included in box one, they're reported in box 12 with code D, and you check retirement plan field in box 13. For Roth, it's box 12 of the W-2 with code AA. Voluntary after-tax contributions, it's optional, but you can report it in box 14 of the W-2. And then employer contributions, those go on line 17 of the form 1120S. So that takes us to the end of our presentation. Um, please uh, jump in with any questions, either on the chat or just by um, speaking them. Okay, we got another question here in the chat. So the FICA, it's around FICA, which is a classic question. So you still have to pay FICA on the, even if you're making a, say, pre-tax employee contribution to 25,000, that's not gonna reduce the, your wages with respect to FICA. So yes, you still have to run it through. Do the contribution limits include, exclude Roth IRA? No, the limits are not cumulative with respect to Roth IRA contributions. So they're not aggregated. That was another question from the chat. Keep them coming if you have more questions. Here we go. What about pro rata rules or mega backdoor contributions? Well, so the, um, just to take a step back for a second, well, I think what the question refers to is the rules around um, making, when you're making distributions, you have to do it on a pro rata basis. The rules and the guidance is clear though, that if you have those after-tax contributions in a separate sub-account, then the pro rata rules apply at the account level. So that's how you're able to accomplish that. So we've got another question here as far as the W-2 reporting. So if I make the mega backdoor, that would go in box 14. And so I have not made the contribution that I would need to go back and do a corrected W-2. So it's optional. But yes, if you wanted to do that, you would, and if you've already had the W-2 issued, you'd have to get it corrected. But again, it's optional and that's clear based on the W-2 guidance. So no, there's, we're back to the FICA question. So essentially the, um, well, well, let me well, let's finish on the the uh, the mega backdoor question as far as um, reporting it on the W two. Yes, again, it's optional, so it doesn't. It's not the voluntary after tax contributions are do not have to be reported, but they can be. 
as far as the post fight. So now we're again, we're back to the question of, um, you know, the application of FICA on the, on the W-2 amounts. So um, essentially you have to pay FICA on your wages and you cannot reduce it by the, the contributions that, that you make to the 401k. So, um, so you, for example, if you make $60,000, you gotta, even if you withhold 25,000, you're paying self-employment tax on the full 60, but you can contribute based off of that full 60. So it's, you essentially ignore it to, make, to keep it simple. So you can make a $25,000 contribution if you're 50 or older and you didn't make any contributions to a, a plan through a day job. You can do 25% of that um, as an employer contribution without regards to the FICA. Okay, we got another question in the chat here. And here we're talking about, this question is more back on how to, how you literally make the contribution. And this is a Schwab specific question. Uh, so with Schwab, of course you can write a check and you could take it to the Schwab branch and deposit it into your Schwab uh, brokerage account that you have in the name of the solo 401k. Um, it looks like some folks though are asking about how to move it electronically to Schwab. So with Schwab, they are more restrictive on being able to ACH money to the account. So if you want to send it electronically to that account, one way to do it would be to um, have a um, brokerage account in your name at Schwab that you say electronically transfer money to, and then you can electronically transfer money from that uh, brokerage account over to the to the the brokerage account of Schwab over to the brokerage account in the name of the solo 401k. If you do that, that's fine. I mean, at the bottom line there is that if we're talking about non-retirement money, the key is really that the, however the money gets there, you know, it's coming from your, your personal account. It's, it's being contributed by the deadline. It's being contributed subject to these limits that you have the W-2 wages to justify that contribution. Okay, so we got a few more chats here. Um, please provide me more info on the mega backdoor contribution. So why don't we go back to that in a second here? And we got another question about, can you also do that at Fidelity? So the answer is yes, you can also make contributions at Fidelity. Fidelity though, makes it easier to um, ACH money to their account. And we can send you instructions about how to get that done. So unlike Schwab, where the, if it's coming from an outside account, so at Schwab, if you want to ACH money to the Schwab brokerage account, the title on the account has to match. Fidelity doesn't have that same rule. We're going to come back to the mega backdoor Roth. It looks like you understand that based on your chat.
Okay, so we got a couple more questions on the mega backdoor Roth. I think what we'll do is we'll try to uh, go through these questions to hopefully answer everybody's questions. Okay, so for the person who's asking about those ACH instructions, if you could please send me an email to George at you know G-E-R-G-E at mysolo401k.net and just put uh, you know maybe Fidelity ACH instructions in the subject line and I'll respond back with those instructions. It's coming up as private in the chat, so I'm not sure who that, who's asking that question. So we've got the question here though, back on the mega backdoor Roth. So how much can I contribute to voluntary after-tax if I have two part-time jobs, both have W-2 each paying about 7,000, one of which is part-time self-employed through my spouse company, the other is a non-self-employment work with no, with no retirement contribution. Is my, is my contribution to my solo based on one or both W-2 wages? Okay, got it. So your ability to contribute is based on your self-employment income. So it's not gonna be based off of W-2 wages that you earn from non-self-employment purposes. It's only based off of the self-employment income. Now, and let's, let's see here. It looks like the person is asking about more info on the mega backdoor Roth. Okay, no problem. So uh, we kind of went through this example before. Maybe we can pick a different example just to continue to highlight it. So let's say that the person has, uh, you know, let's say that the person is, you know, they're, they're making $50,000 of W-2 wages, right? Let's say that this person is, they're looking to just maximize money going into their Roth account, right? Let's say that this person is, um, they've made, they're under 50. Let's say that this person has a W, they have a W-2 job or they have a 401k plan and they've maxed out the 401k at their job. So they put in, they're under 50, they put in $19,000 for 2019, they make $50,000 of W-2 wages through their self-employed business. So, and their goal is to maximize the money going into the Roth account. So they're not gonna make any employer contributions because those are all pre-tax. Their goal is to maximize money going into the Roth. They can't make any employee contributions to the solo because they already used up their limit through their day job plan. So, if you go through the calculation here, it's the lesser of self-employment compensation, which is 50 in our simple example, and the overall limit, so that's 50, reduced by any employer contributions, which we said was zero, because those are pre-tax, or employee contributions, which we said are zero because they've already maximized and made the max contribution to their day job plan. So in that situation, this individual could make a full $50,000 voluntary after-tax contribution that would need to go into a separate voluntary after-tax sub-account. So that could be, for example, an account in the name of their solo 401k for their benefit at Fidelity. And then they could move it from the voluntary after-tax account over to a separate Roth sub-account. So now they got two accounts at Fidelity, one for the voluntary after-tax, one for the Roth. And the deadline is, you know, make it by March 15th or September 15th if they file a timely extension. So at the end of the day, they have $50,000 in their Roth solo 401k sub-account. Hopefully that helped. 
Okay, I got your email there. I'll send you the information regarding the um, regarding the the ACH to fidelity. Okay, well, great feedback. I appreciate everyone's participation. Thank you so much. If there's no more questions, we'll end it here in a moment. Okay, thanks everyone. Thank you, George. We got another thanks, question. Um, we got one more question if, if people stick around and listen, but thanks for joining. Um, can the voluntary after-tax go directly into a Roth IRA? The answer is yes. And you need to let us know because that's a reportable event. Regardless of whether it goes to a Roth solo or a Roth IRA, that's gonna be a reportable event. So you let us know, we send you a form to capture the information we need to prepare the 1099R to report that. So that 10, even though you might be making a solo form contribution for 2019, if the transfer doesn't happen until 2020, the 1099R is, is not issued until next February, 2021 because the distribution, the rollover occurred in 2020. Okay, we'll keep out, uh, we'll send out, we'll send around a link to this after we uh, clean it up and uh, appreciate everyone joining. Thank you so much. Thanks.